Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. You have been very proactive in organizing twinning events in more than 30 countries. What was the driving force behind organizing these events? Well, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, well, we're, we're a, we were founded as a diverse society. There's not one, there's not one ethnic group uh, that's supposed to predominate, that you can be fully American if you're, you know, either Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever your ethnicity is. That's the ideal. It hasn't always worked out as we know in the, in the, uh, in reality, but it's a work in progress and that I think that we're really, you know, working in that tradition that it, you know, this is just to hold this aside, but because of the fact we don't have a one ethnic group we we to hold this together to make it work to make it flourish to make we need that kind of uh, co- cooperation and and i think sabi and i also feel that muslims and jews you know I, 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 we need to work on that relationship among among many not not solely of course but because of the um, israel palestine conflict uh there you know has been a a real um pulling apart of Muslims and Jews are really, and so that we, even, even in the States there, there's some, you know, fear and, and, and even fear and loathing, if you can use that term, uh, you know, it's, it's there in both, in both communities. And, and for a long time, there was very little communication. You know, when we, the two of us got involved in this work, you know, there was much, much less, and we've played some small role in, uh, together with other wonderful people, uh, to, to build this up so that there is a real functioning relationship now the number of rabbis and imams that know each other and work together must be, I, I don't know, tenfold what it was 15 years ago. I'm, I'm guesstimating, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's been a real success story um, for a number of reasons, um, that it's really in the interests of both communities to do this, to build these ties, um, because God forbid we don't want the, you know, hostility to metastasize as it tragically has in Israel-Palestine could even lead to violence, or, or even if it doesn't lead to violence, it could lead to this kind of hostility. And 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 we really do need each other in in many ways. And and we both, especially as um, minority faith communities, you know, uh, predominantly Christian society, but it's not supposed to be a Christian country. It's supposed to be um, a separation of church and state. We have a, a very strong interest together in making sure that that stays the case. And so it's important for us to work together along those lines. Do you think that writing has allowed you to create connections with individuals and communities that have followed your work? And can you elaborate on that? Do you derive your inspiration from the people and stories around you when you write? Can you talk a little bit more about your writing process? So my involvement has not been in the Palestine-Israel conflict. My involvement has been in uh, fostering understanding between Muslims and Jews in the United States. And of course, it eventually does uh, trickle into and have an effect on uh, or have an impact uh, in the Holy Land uh, because there is a connection there. But the primary driving force has been that here in America, we are Americans first. And whereas the Israeli-Palestinian conflict matters a lot to us, we live here not there. And therefore, we as Muslims and Jews and as Americans and as minority communities, which uh, Walter has just talked about, need to come together if we are to uh, maintain democracy and pluralism here uh, in the United States. Uh, As we've heard the president say, 
democracy is at threat. We saw what happened on January 6th. That was just the beginning of the erosion of democracy. And if that were to happen, it is the minority communities that are uh, at risk and that are vulnerable. So, it's, so, so that's why it's important that we not only be, come together, coming together is what will eventually happen, uh, uh, is the goal. But it's uh, first fostering understanding, which leads to respect, which leads to friendship. And that's after that, that we become allies and advocates and stand up for one another. And that has been the reason behind it. There are several younger individuals out there who would love for their work to be seen by a bigger audience. And I'm sure that they would really appreciate hearing from you about how they can get started in this field. For someone that wants to publish in publications such as the Wall Street Journal, what advice would you give? Start making friends. Invite each other into your private spaces. It's one thing to meet in public places or in houses of worship, but when you meet in a living room over over a dinner and you just huddle together and or or go for a walk in the park or go see a movie together or or, or coffee, that's when you start developing. Uh, you start going beyond just, oh, so I know why you don't eat kosher and or eat kosher and, and, and whatever, you know. Uh, it's the human, it, the human interaction, uh, is, is what, what comes through and what, and what it leads to. But Walter, you want to add to that? Well, I, I agree with Sabia completely. Um, and I also feel that you mentioned youth and, and youth is so, so important and that youthful energy and, and idealism. And one of the things is that, unfortunately, on, on campuses, the um, uh, university campuses, the stridency, the, you know, mutual demonization between the two communities, again, related to the Israel-Palestine conflict, has really taken a toll. So it's really, really important that the two communities, um, I mean, you know, on campuses, students uh, find ways to, to work together. I mean, one of the most inspiring things I can remember, um, this is about 10 years ago or more, was right here at Rutgers, nearby here, um, to see the, the, the Jewish and the, um, the um, Muslim communities coming together, coming out, feeding the hungry together. I, I remember going out with them once, and, um, you know, it was so beautiful and so empowering. And, and, you know, they said, we don't agree on all aspects of Israel-Palestine, but we're, we're living here. We're here at Rutgers. We want to, and we we want to be together. And the more they got to know each other, the closer they got, and they worked together for quite a while. You know, so it was really very. And I think some of them have carried that spirit on into life. So, okay. So the book that we have uh, co-authored is "We Refuse to Be Enemies: How Muslims and Jews Can Make Peace uh, One Friendship at a Time." And in this book, we make a case for the path forward. Uh, we have learned some lessons through uh, this experience and we have an eight-point roadmap that uh, can help not only Muslims and Jews coming together here in the United States and also uh, build a better America, but can also build a better relationship amongst Jews and Christians in Palestine. Uh, for example, as I said, that we put America first, but also that we uh, be careful about uh, referring to one another as uh, is Islamophobic or anti-Semitic. Uh, we understand that there are sensitivities on both sides, but when one is criticizing the leaders of 
a Jewish state, it's only that. It is just a criticism of the policies and leaders. It is not a criticism of all Jews. And likewise, when you criticize a Muslim leader and their policies, that's all it is. It's not Islamophobia. Uh, we also should give people an opportunity to speak out. Uh, there are Muslim uh, elected officials who have said things that have hurt the sensibilities of the Jewish people. However, they have a right to speak up uh, within, within uh, as uh, proud Palestinian Americans. Uh, and we also have to uh, work together with those that we do not agree with. And I'm referring to, you know, the politicians in, in, in Congress, where there is very strong disagreement on the Palestinian-Israeli issue, but they agree on social causes that are good for America. So despite your agreement, work on those. And there are a few more that, Walter, you may want to talk about, uh, weaponizing. I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk about yeah weaponizing because I have I have an insight. I was actually going to mention in the in the we didn't have time. Uh, just today uh, or the last few days, I've gotten involved in a controversy down in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, near where I live, uh, and outside of Washington, where um, a rabbi had asked his congregation and I think a number of the rabbis there to get the uh, county council to to pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. And it's a bit more complicated, basing it on a, a, a definition of anti-Semitism uh, that includes the idea that if you're critical of Israel or more critical of Israel than of other democratic societies, well, that might make you an anti-Semite. So I, I um, strongly disagree with this uh, for a number of reasons. But I, I think, but I think that in general, I said, you know, we are all facing right now uh, Muslims, Jews, African Americans. Hispanics, Asian Americans, LGBTQ Americans, all of us are facing a rise in bigotry. Um, I think it's very wrong-headed to just say anti-Semitism is the, is the worst, is the most. And in fact, so I, we've been going back and forth on uh, discussing this on an email, and the rabbi, one of the, the rabbi was angry at me, and he said, by the way, anti-Semitism is worse than Islamophobia. There's a higher incident, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I haven't had a chance. I'm going to go to the hotel now. I'm going to respond, and I'm going to say, you know, I, you know I, I don't know the exact percentages, but the, both of them are huge problems. To say it's only, you know, to give the impression that it's only anti-Semitism is, I, I'm very much opposed to. So that's the message of our book at the core, is that we have to do this together. We have to... Um, you know, there are, there are serious challenges in this country, as Sabia has laid out, really, and, and our minority faiths will only uh, be strong if uh, we have a, a society where everybody's, you know, where every, care for everyone and, 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 and making sure that there's not bigotry against any uh, community and, and so forth. So we say all that, but we, try, we also say it in a kind of um, very personal tone. We have discussions between the two of us on different issues, including Israel-Palestine and and, and, and the, some of the passages in, in the various, uh, in the Quran and then the Torah. Then, and, but, but we, um, you know, so I, th I think there's a, we have a lot to offer. So we, we tell our stories, uh, our personal stories, our lives, and how we came to where we are today, how we've worked together, and hopefully with a kind of a program to carry us forward. <laughs>